Welcome to the party, pal. The, the Michael Dukes Show. The greed and the entitlement is astounding to me. What more could you want from a low-budget radio program? This is a dumpster fire. That was just BS. It is time to get a new perspective. We know just what you need, and we've got just the cure. Open wide and prepare for a steaming hot cup of freedom. I just don't fathom it. The Michael Dukes Show, streaming live across the world. Across the world on the internet at MichaelDukesShow.com and around the state of Alaska. On this, your favorite radio station and or FM translator, it is the Michael Duke Show. Good morning to you. And uh, it's Christmas morning. It's a Christmas miracle. It's late for Christmas, but it's a New Year's miracle. Uh, Boy, do we have some interesting news for you today. If you have not been paying attention to what's been going on down in the legislature, we're going to be talking about that today. What a interesting situation. Uh, I know that's not a real word, but <clears throat> boy, it sure does sound good, doesn't it? Um, it is. Uh, it's uh, it's crazy, man. Absolutely crazy this morning. Um, as uh, yeah, I can't. I'm I'm shocked. Shocked, I tell you, as to what we uh, we've got going on. I'm excited to tell you all about it this morning. Um, yesterday, uh, the legislature, specifically. The House of Representatives um, elected a new speaker, and that new speaker is going to be former House Minority Leader Republican Kathy Tilton, um, which is a uh, wow. I mean, just awesome. I mean, I don't even know. It's amazing. It's a Christmas miracle. And there's, uh, of course, there's a lot of horse trading going on in there to try and figure out exactly how to make all that work. And we're going to talk about some of the specifics on that and where it goes from here. Kathy Tilton is actually going to be joining us this morning in hour two to talk about uh, the organization and what does it mean for the upcoming session, uh, especially for those of us on the more conservative side of the fence and the smaller fiscal government crowd what does it what does it mean it's it's beautiful what does it mean double rainbow i mean that's that's where we're at right now i'm looking forward to uh, i'm looking forward to chatting with her uh and kind of getting the rundown on everything that uh that, that that happened because wow it just uh Oh, to have been a fly on the wall and to understand what happened. Uh, Maybe we'll get a little bit of insight here, and hopefully in the coming days we'll get a better understanding of the gives and takes because this is not a pure Republican majority. Uh, As you will see as we talk about committee assignments and some of the other things that are going on uh, down there, but um, it might be the best outcome that we could have hoped for at this point. We're going to have to see. We're going to have to see what uh, what happens. But we're going to get a full rundown of all the details, and we're going to uh, talk about all this this morning as we go through. We are broadcasting live this morning on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch, as well as on Terrestrial Radio. So feel free, if you want to pop on over to chat rooms or talk with people or whatever, 
they uh, they are all over there this morning. Uh, we got about uh, I don't know forty people or so hanging out already with us. Um, <clears throat> we were we were a little late with the simulcast this morning, so I apologize. But uh, lots of stuff happening here uh, in the studio, and I uh, oh one man. Um, so anyway, it's gonna be. I don't know. I'm. I'm. I gotta be honest. After my doom and gloom uh, kind of rant yesterday afternoon about where things are going, I mean, I don't think that we've alleviated, uh, you know, all the problems in the world, for sure. But uh, when we talked about best case outcomes uh, here shortly after the <clears throat> shortly after the announcement of the organization of the Senate and how that was made up, um. You know, we 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 kind of talked about well, okay, if if this is how the Senate is made up, and this is what their stated goals and plans are, then what is the absolute best case scenario that we could hope for? And um, the best case scenario that we kind of came up with was that you would have a House uh, make up a House majority that was made up of the, you know, a majority of the fiscal conservatives that we talked about, and they would be able to hold um, kind of a stopgap against the um, kind of uh, spend uh, spendaholics that we are seeing right now uh, in the in the Senate. And it would be a help uh, to give a little backstop to Governor Mike Dunleavy Um you know, that he would need some help if he was going to decide to veto some of the different things. I mean, he would need some help. And it would be, this would be more of an even split. This would show a uh, bicameral legislature that was kind of at loggerheads, where both chambers had different priorities and were kind of, <clears throat> you know, butting up against each other and basically not just railroading stuff through, which we have seen in the past. And so this, I mean, you know, this 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 could be this could be good. I mean, I'm hoping it's good. Uh, this is, I mean, literally, this is the best case scenario. Now, it remains to be seen what some of the promises were that were made to the uh, various players who came out and uh, <clears throat> and joined the caucus, and we're going to talk about that here in a minute uh, as well. So Kathy Tilton will be joining us this morning, and we'll be talking with her here uh, at, uh, well, just under an hour. We'll be pitching, uh, picking it up with her and talking with her about uh, what's happening, um, you know, what the plan is. I guess, you know, not that we're, we know exactly yet. Now, they're supposed to make the announcement today as to what the committee assignments are and everything else, but must read Alaska she must have a she must have a mouse down there somewhere, you know, squeaking to her and telling her what's going. And by that, I mean she's got a source in Juno, because late yesterday she put forward uh, a report uh, that is purportedly the assignments uh, in the House for committee membership and uh, and everything else. And uh, they're going to assign the House committee members today in the Committee on Committees at 2.30 to make the final assignments, uh, which will be done in public. Um, but it uh, apparently apparently Suzanne Downing's got an inside uh, man or woman or whatever uh, 
because she's got kind of the lead here. She's got the she's got the details. Um, nothing is set in stone until two thirty this afternoon, but uh, this will give us a this will give us a, a look at what's happening uh, in the legislature now. Does this mean that we're saved? No, no, doesn't. Uh, it means we still have to. It means that we at least um, are. I guess we've leveled the playing field. I guess would be the best analogy that we have uh, right now. That uh, you know, there's no. This is not the. Uh, this is not the manna from heaven kind of moment. This is. Uh, wow, uh, this was a surprise. But it still remains to be seen exactly what's going to happen with that um, as we uh, as we move forward. So we're gonna, oh, but man, just 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 revel in it for a minute before I get into the, before I start talking about potential pitfalls and everything else. Just sit back and revel a minute in the in the deed that that the Republican majority made it back into power for the first time in five years they uh the the smaller you know uh, government more conservative folks the caucus has made it back into power um as fleeting as as fleeting as that is but um I, i'm 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 interested to see what's going on. Here's what's really interesting is that <clears throat> there's been a uh, the announcement that uh, they're going to be doing the committee assignments in the committee on committees meets um, is the fact that it's going to be done in public be, rather than behind closed doors. It's going to be televised on gavel to gavel, um, which I think is different than what's happened in the past before they just basically have uh, – you know, made the announcement after they made all the decisions behind closed doors. But I, I, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. And I am excited to watch it, watch it happen. And I'm more hopeful now that maybe we will be, um, um, that maybe we will be, uh, pleasantly surprised at, um, how the fight between well, it's because I think now what you're going to see is you're going to see that kind of contentiousness between the House and the Senate. Uh, remember, the House produces the actual budget, and then the Senate, you know, works on the capital budget, and then they kind of they kind of morph it together. But um, it's, I mean, it's it's. <sighs> You got groups with I think with what I think are two different priorities, um, and so it should be it should be very interesting to watch how this plays out. And like I said, this may give the governor some political cover uh, if the uh, if the House is able to hold back on some of this stuff, and then if he decides to veto something, um, I I think that this I think that this could be good. I really really do. And uh, congratulations, by the way, to Speaker Tilton and to all the Republicans who I know have been waiting for this moment. They obviously were able to pull together. Not all of them, which I found interesting, 
Um, and we're going to talk about that comment here in a minute because I just I just had to chuckle. I just had to chuckle when I read the comment um, about uh, about this because this is the absolutism that we're seeing um, from both sides of the aisle that is just destroying the dialogue and the ability to um, come together and find common ground on anything. Uh, but we'll talk about that here in uh, in just a moment. But congratulations, obviously, to Speaker Tilton and to all the Republicans who have worked so hard behind the scenes uh, and tried to work together on all this uh, on all this stuff. Um, I'm I'm interested to see what's going to uh, I'm interested to see what's going to happen uh, as we <clears throat> move forward. Um, all right, we are coming up here on the break, and so I guess we should go. I guess we should go do that because I think I'm contractually obligated or something to make sure that we do all the breaks. I mean, otherwise, I could just talk all day, but that's not how capitalism works. Somebody's got to pay the bills, and uh, we'll let these folks do it. How about that? We will be uh, back in uh, just a minute. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense, Liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Newly elected Speaker Kathy Tilton will be joining us at the top of the hour. We'll be back with more right after this. Broadcasting live through a series of tubes. Allowing all of these entities to provide streaming stuff going on on the the, the internet. Well, it's kind of hard to explain. Sorry. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. Well, I was so invested in all the stuff. I was almost late this morning. I mean, uh, it was a little late on the simulcast start because normally I start a couple minutes before the show. But, man, we just kicked it off. Uh, we just kicked it off this morning, like right out of the gate. Uh, so it was <laughs> I was sucked into doing some reading and talking about now. I was actually reading about the national debt and the new and the new uh uh, debt limit problem that we're facing. I know I shouldn't because it's just depressing, but I was interested for a moment and uh, we went over there and talked about it. But man, this exciting news uh, about Kathy Tilton and uh, congratulations to her. And th- this is this is going to be an interesting time. Interesting time. I'm so excited to see what happens uh, as we go forward here. Um, this is what we've been fighting for. Now let's see if it can be delivered on. How about that? That's what we're all, that's what we're all about. Ben Carpenter in the chat room says, you know, what does it mean? And, uh, it says it means Republicans demonstrated that they could work together. It's true. Absolutely true. Uh, and I'm very happy to see that. Um, all right, let me go back here this morning and see what you guys have all been talking about. Hello. Good morning. No Facebook this morning, Bill? No, it was just everything was a little bit late, so you didn't see the Facebook probably before the YouTube popped up. That's what happens sometimes. Uh, good morning, good morning, good morning. 
Alaska got a late Christmas present yesterday. Work still due. Now we know the work will get done. We definitely hope the work will get done because it's not always dependent just on the members of our team. But we'll we'll have to see what's uh, um, we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, you start counting your chickens, and your eggshells will look like Safeway. Be careful, said Bill. <laughs> yeah, I'm not trying to count my chickens before they're hatched. I'm just trying to I'm trying to bask in the moment for just a minute, Bill. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to oh, just suck up the the beauty of a a W. I got a W in the W column. I mean, that's all I want. You know, just give me a win. Just let me feel like I'm not insane for believing in this stuff and wanting this, right? Just give me a win. And we got it. Terry said she did a happy dance uh, in the living room when she heard Kathy speaker for no other reason. No more at East Louise. I, you know, I was I was surprised because it came across my desk yesterday afternoon and it, and it had been in my email for about an hour before I saw it because I was working on other things. And I was just like, dang, that dang, that's amazing. That's absolutely amazing. Um, all right, let me see. Everybody's questioning whether or not she actually did the dance, a video, or it didn't happen. Um, all right. Let's see. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Um, still going through the comments here. Today is better than Tuesday was. We have some common sense and key positions in the house now. I mean, yeah, no, I mean, I'm definitely not saying that it is not a, a leap forward. Um, I'm just saying that I am... Um, Quietly optimistic. Gosh, man, you hate it when the phrase is in your head. Maybe I should start playing Sudoku or something because sometimes lately it's like the, the I, I've got a phrase that's on the tip of my tongue and I can just. Uh, uh, um. Anyway, quietly optimistic about what's going on. <laughs> Jerica says, um, Jerica says, uh, man, Facebook doesn't really doesn't want me to get note your notifications. Well, did you try Facebook and YouTube? I mean, because if I'm on one, generally speaking, I'm on the other. So that might make it easy for you. Um, uh, and I'm just scrolling through here. It was strange. It was a strange nomination for sure. NEA is flexing to see how strong their win was. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about that here in just a bit. Clear majority with rural legislators on Kathy's side. Looks like some sensible legislation come out of the House. Look for some sensible legislation come out of the House. Yeah. And yes, it even got organized within 90 days. I mean, it was like two days, which was amazing. I, I'm, I'm very interested to see where this goes. Here we go. Again, bask in the awesomeness. 
bask in the awesomeness of what just happened. Just let us soak it up for a minute. This should be interesting, um, interesting to watch around here. So what exactly, um, so what exactly happened? What, what was going on down in Juneau? Suzanne Downing, I think, was probably one of the first to break the story uh, that it was coming out with some details. So what it ends up like we're going to have here is a pretty uh, pretty good-sized majority. What was interesting, though, is that a lot of the people that voted for Kathy, not a lot, but a handful of the people that voted for Kathy are not... Um, are not in the majority, which is which is an interesting, it's an interesting situation. Uh, first and foremost, four others were nominated. Uh, former Speaker Louise Stutes, Ben Carpenter from Nikiski, Soldatna's brand new legislator Justin Ruffridge, and Dillingham's Bryce Edgmond. Now, Bryce Edgmond, who, of course, has been former Speaker of the House and the alleged puppet master behind the last couple of years of stuff going on in the legislature, and Ben Carpenter both declined their nominations. Now, Ruffridge, uh, who is the brand new representative from Soldatna, was nominated. This is the second time uh, he's been nominated for something. The first time was as Speaker Pro Tem by Andy Josephson. Um, and I think Suzanne is having some of the same questions that I am because, uh, she says, uh, Ruffridge, a Republican from Soldatna who made a play for the job of speaker pro tem was nominated by hard left Zach Fields of Anchorage, who appeared to want to drive home the knife and cause chaos in the Republican caucus by aligning Ruffridge with the Democrats. And, um, and, and I got to, that was kind of my thought on this because Ruffridge had publicly said and was publicly quoted in the paper as saying that he would pref- that he was looking for a Republican majority. So I don't know if this was again just a way to continue to drive and drive the wedge in. I mean, were there some secret negotiations between the Democrats and Ruffridge? I don't know, but I mean. It, it's hard for me to believe that a guy who come out and publicly says no, he doesn't, he would want to join only the Republican majority, both on this radio show, which is kind of his. I mean, this is this would be the 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 echo chamber, right, for the conservative side of things, but also being quoted in the paper as saying the same thing. So his messaging has remained consistent. So it leads me to believe and ask the question, uh, you know. <laughs> Why do they keep nominating? Why does the left, you know, especially the hard left of Josephson and Fields keep nominating him if for no other reason to try and drive that wedge of suspicion in there? Now, I know there's a there's not a lot of love lost for some people in the chat room and down on the peninsula for Ruffridge, um, you know, because there was a lot of love for Ron Gillum and everything else. But this is what you got. And I can only I can only do I can only make analysis based on actions. So at this point, I don't I just don't know. I don't know how to take that. I don't know. I don't know how to read that other than I am. uh, I'm 
cautious about what's going on in there. So in the end, Northway's uh, Mike Cronk made the motion for Tilton, and she was actually the only nominee that was voted on. Um, voting for her uh, was, uh, again, 26 to 14, uh, which included two Democrats uh, out, I mean, outside the Bush caucus as well. Um, two Democrats. Um, so you had the Bush caucus that you know for sure, but uh, you had also had Andy Story, who was from Juno, and she's quoted in the ADN as saying that uh, she wanted to what did she wanted to show that she was um, she wanted to show that she was ready to work uh, or ready or in favor of bipartisanship, um, which I mean that's awesome. Um, except for the fact that that last sentence, Juno Democrat Representative Andy Story voted in favor of Tilton for Speaker. But she has not been invited to join the majority caucus. This is from the paper yesterday afternoon. Uh, Story said she voted for Tilton because she was trying to show an appetite for bipartisanship after it became obvious that Tilton would win. (laughs) Not before. Not before it was obvious that she would win. But after it became obvious that she would win, she said she was trying to show an appetite for bipartisanship. It's not how that it's not how that really works. I mean, genuinely works. I mean, if you were genuinely in favor of that bipartisanship, wouldn't you have voted in favor of her before it became obvious that she was going to win? This is nothing new. Of course, we've heard many times that many legislators hands hover over the button to uh, wait to see how everybody else votes before they decide which side they're going to throw their hat in the ring on. But. That's uh, that's that's how it worked. Um, so the, uh, the but this is really this is really a, a, an interesting thing to watch. Um, I thought Kathy's comments uh, were uh, were were both before and after the vote were well done. She said, I'm honored to be selected as Speaker of the House. I'm excited to start working with all the members of the House to ensure the people of Alaska are represented. I'm humbled by the faith of my colleagues having me and will embrace this leadership role with humility and great appreciation uh, and greatly appreciate the opportunity to lead the House of Representatives. So that's I mean, that was kind of all it all went down in her speech on the floor prior to the actual vote. Um, she uh, she said. I want to let every member of the House know that it is my intent to treat every member fairly in the body and bring the respect and decorum to the House that it deserves. I think back to the House, which, you know, by she was trying to be diplomatic. Uh, I, she says, I think every one of you know that it is in the best interest of the legislature that we follow the rules. We work in a fair process and we treat each other with respect. So, I mean, that's that's good, right? I mean, that's those are the things that we would hope would happen when the Republicans are back in the major in the minority someday here in the future, because it's going to happen. It's going to swing one way or the other. And we've seen how past legislatures uh, and how past, uh, you know, majorities, especially bipartisan majorities, have treated uh, some of the more conservative Republican uh, minorities. 
with distaste and disfavor. But uh, anyway, this is this is really good news for us. Uh, So we'll move on over to the article from the ADN, which does a a little more in-depth breakdown later on uh, in the day. And talks about how the vote actually came out and how interesting uh, this is all about. So 21 Republicans, two Democrats and three independents all voted for Kathy uh, Tilton to become speaker. Um, After the uh, um, after the House adjourned, Tilton told the reporters that the majority would be comprised of 19 Republicans and four members representing rural Alaska, the Bush caucus, which included uh, independents Bryce Edgeman, Josiah Patkatak, and Democrats Neil Foster and C.J. McCormick. So, uh, again, the Bush caucus uh, swings back into uh, another, um, into another uh, 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 bipartisan agreement, which is historically what has happened in the past. Now, Kodiak Republican Louis Stutes is not a member of the Majority Caucus, um, although she did vote for Kathy Tilton as Speaker. Neither is Wasilla Republican David Eastman. Uh, Stutes and Eastman both, uh, again, voted in favor of uh, Tilton to be uh, to be Speaker. Stutes, there was no comment from Stutes immediately after the House adjourned. Eastman who was not invited to join the caucus, said he would be open to joining a Republican majority, but he didn't think that the current caucus qualified. Quote, how could it be a Republican caucus if it's got Democrats in it? Unquote. Which is the, which is the, again, uh, the the absolutism that we see um, from, from so many different, areas and i mean we see this on the left we see it in right you know the most ironic is when we see it in the libertarian party where people try to out libertarian each other right and it's just uh you know the absolutists if you don't do it my way that you are absolutely not a libertarian but this is the same thing and this is why i've been asking this question lately for the last three months two months is you know what does the majority, what does a majority look like? Does it include a welcoming hand to Bush Democrats, the to independents? I mean, does it do that? And more and more of the legislators that we spoke to had said, well, yes, if we can find common ground, it makes sense. We have to be able to work together. And I think now you see in just that comment alone, you see why Eastman may not have been invited to join the caucus because that absolutist mentality is what has got, you know, is, is he's not winning friends and influencing people. Let's just put it that way. Um, Edgman said that after the floor vote that the membership of the majority is a work in progress and um, Tilton, uh, Kathy Tilton declined to answer what promises, if any, were made to the Bush caucus. But obviously, this is politics. There was horse trading going on somewhere. And we probably may never know exactly what all the details of that were. But, you know, we'll see it as we look at the makeup of what the uh, legislative committees look like as we move forward here. Um, 
then we come over to the uh, we come over to the uh, minority, and Calvin Schrege, who was a veteran of the outgoing bipartisan majority coalition, has now been chosen to serve as the minority leader. Uh, he is the Anchorage Independent. This is his third year in office, but he's already you can see he's already becoming kind of a mover and shaker in what's going on uh, out there. Uh, he said, "This is the this is the statement from the uh, uh, from the minority in the legislature in the House. We look forward to working with fellow legislators on our priorities, including meaningful additions to base student allocation, to ensure all of Alaska's students have access to quality education, bolstering recruitment and retention of Alaska workers, investing in critical infrastructure, and charting a long-term fiscal plan that will set Alaska on a course a course for prosperity." We're committed to working together with other members of the House, the Senate, and all Alaskans to accomplish these goals. So just a reiteration kind of of the talking points of the goals that they've been working on and they've been highlighting in the news news for the last uh, six, seven months. Um, the, the vote on Tilton's nomination came after Zach Fields, an Anchorage Democrat, nominated Soldatna Republican Rep Justin Ruffridge for the position, but then withdrew the nomination. Fields said he later expected to be in the minority, but the members of the minority will exercise a lot of power, including the prospect of increasing education funding, given the diverse makeup of the majority and a different factions amongst its members. And that's something that, again, Downing didn't mention in her article, was that uh, Fields uh, withdrew that nomination later on, which to me, in some ways, and I haven't watched the gavel to gavel of it yet, but it lends some credence to the idea of somebody trying to stick the knife in a little bit and maybe create a wedge between uh, Ruffridge, who, again, we don't really have a track record on yet um, uh, in the legislature uh, and and uh, the other side. But I did find this quote from Fields personally a little disturbing. He said, I haven't heard the new majority articulate policy priorities, but I think it's pretty clear a majority of legislators in both chambers from all parties do support raising the BSA and restoring defined benefits. Now, I would agree that probably there are a majority of members that would like to talk about raising the BSA. But the idea that restoring by restoring fine benefit defined benefits is uh is, you know, that a clear majority of legislators support that. If that is the case, which I don't believe it is, but if that is the case, well, that's problematic to say the least. Let's just say it's very, very problematic. Anyway, uh, I want to get into what the supposed committee positions are, which are not supposed to be announced until 2.30 day. We're kind of jumping the gun a little bit, but... Uh, we like to kind of know what's going on. So we're going to see if we can uh, get into that. And then Kathy Tilton herself will be joining us in hour two. We will continue in just a moment. The Michael Duke Show. Common Sense, Liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Back with more right after this. If you missed the show, you can listen to it on your time with Dukes On Demand. Oh, and it's free. Like America used to be. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. 
Okay. Hello. Uh, Ruffridge was late to the floor and didn't even know he'd been nominated. Okay, so they see that's even worse. That makes me that makes me think totally that that's what that is about. That that is what that is about. They are trying to drive the wedge in there uh, between uh, uh, between the two. That's you know that's what it feels like to me. Um, let's go out here. Uh, I'm going back up on top here. Boy, you guys, I got, people got verbose. People got verbose. Uh, I'm not getting notifications anymore on Facebook either. I have to dig around for you. Well, there you go. Uh, cautiously optimistic is the phrase for Republican parties. They often snatch defeat out of the jaws of victory, says Gordon. I mean, yeah, you're not wrong. You are not wrong. That is the absolute case here. Um, uh, and uh, Terry just says she finally has some hope. Well, again, cautiously optimistic. That's what it's looking like here. Um, I do have you on YouTube. I just don't keep notifications on for YouTube because I follow a lot of wagon games. The gaming streamers. You follow a bunch of gaming streamers. Did you did you follow my gaming stream last week? I I did a gaming stream for the first time last week. I was goofing around. I was having a good time. It was all. It was awesome. I enjoyed the hell out of it. I had a, I had a great time. First time ever. I've been streaming for a long time. That was my first gaming stream. That was that was fun stuff last week. Okay. Um. Uh, Dave. Um. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm sorry, I double-clicked that. Dave, uh, you're going to be polite, please. Don't You can voice your opinion, but uh, no name-calling in the chat room, okay? That's, uh, that's a big no-no. This is a big no-no around here. Uh, wow. Apparently, Dave is uh, really angry about something. Um, all right, good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning, uh, Kevin. Kevin McCabe in the chat room, along with Ben Carpenter previously. Um, let's see here. Where are we at? How much time? Okay. Just making sure. Give it time. We will see if David is right or wrong, says Chris. Uh, and he's talking about David Eastman as to whether or not it's not a Republican majority. So therefore it's not worth joining. I, you got to work with people. I mean, especially when your majority is as thin as it looks like right now. And the fact that Louise was willing to vote for Kathy but not willing to join the majority. That would mean that it would be a 2020 split if it was strictly Republicans and you didn't have the Bush caucus in there. So we'll see we'll see what happens. Um libertarian authoritarians. Yeah, no. That that's it's you know the pure the purity test for libertarians. If you don't believe what I believe, you're not as libertarian as I am. Um, Shriggy is a liberal Democrat. Yeah, I mean, he calls himself an independent, but it it is what it is. Um, yeah, th- but this is, the, this is the classic right here. Ruffridge was late to the floor, didn't even know he'd been nominated. Oops. Yeah, that's part of a play right there. Um, 
No, I'm just so excited about what's going on. Defined benefits will attract the worst of the worst employees who are working to get their retirement and not really dedicated to their profession. Um, questionable timing. Yesterday I received the Alaska Family Action Apology to Ruffridge for the campaign material on the drag queen debacle. The flyer was distasteful. However, this is the ugliest campaign I've ever seen. By the way, Ron Gillum knew nothing about AFA sending out the flyer during the campaign. Well, that's because it's a, it's a pack and there's no coordination. Of course he knew anything about it. Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, it's good. I missed it. What did you play? Says Chris. I played star citizen. Not on this account, not on the Twitch Michael Duke show account. Just look for, just go out there and look for the old sourdough gamer, Chris, if you want to see it out there. That's just, that's just old sourdough gamer. That's what we did. I had a good time on Twitch last week, weekend, Friday, Saturday, two times Friday, Saturday. Um, that's it. That's that's it. I think I'm. I think I've hit the bottom. Uh, Ruffridge knew he's just got egg on his face. Well, that's the thing. I mean, when they nominate you and you're not even in the room, and then withdraw the nomination, that's just somebody trying to do. That's just somebody. That's just somebody trying to just. They got the they got the wedge in there, and they got the mall, and they're just whacking it with a hammer trying to drive that wedge in. I say we give him a chance to see how he does. Sink or swim. How about that? Here we go. Common Sense Radio. So now we get down into the meat and potatoes of the of the deal. Now, again, I'm going to be reporting on uh, the report from Suzanne Downing. Officially, committee assignments are supposed to take place this afternoon at 2.30 p.m. And they're doing it in a publicly televised thing. They're not, you know... But, you know, we kind of have an idea of where things are going. Suzanne Downings apparently has got a sneak peek at um, what's coming. So um, we'll give you kind of a details here. And it's interesting to see. I will say that there are a couple of assignments that give me a little bit of pause. Uh, I don't think that it's, uh, I don't think that it's deal breaking by any means, but it definitely makes you go, Hmm, mm, that's a little uncomfortable. Uh, and uh, of course the big, the biggest committee is, uh, is going to be, uh, finance. And I will say that that is the committee that gives me a little bit of concern on, um, who is going to be on it? Uh, 
So, as uh, it appears, this is again uh, reporting from Must Read Alaska. I suppose I should drop a link to this in the meeting in the chat room so that folks can see um, uh, what I am, uh, what I'm, what I'm talking about here, uh, and they can read along. You can read along at home. It's a read along. Uh, but let's uh, let's take a look. So it appears that on finance uh, that it will be, and again, subject to change, but this is what's being reported right now, Representative Delana Johnson, Will Stapp, Frank Tomaszewski, Mike Kronk, Julie Columbi, Bryce Edgman, and Neil Foster will be on the finance committee. The co-chairs will be Delana Johnson, Neil Foster, and Bryce Edgman. Now, if it's a the three co-chairs, if if one of the co-chair seats had been filled by the rural caucus, I would have been more comfortable with that. And if one, or maybe even if two of the members, if Edgman had not been in there, I guess is what I'm saying. Because Bryce Edgman and Bert Stedman seem to have come from the same, pressed from the same mold, schooled from the same school. They seem to have a lot of the same things in common. And the chair of finance has got a tremendous amount of power. And so I guess that is the only seat that I looked at that made me a little nervous. Now, if there's some legislators in the chat room that they want to comment on this and 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 allay my fears or assuage my fears and tell me, no, you guys got this, it's all fine, okay, good, you can do that. But this is the only chair position or the, the, the committee position that I'm looking at in all of this that makes me go mm, and wince a little bit. Specifically because it is the most powerful committee in the House, just as it is the most powerful committee in the Senate. The Finance Committee is the committee of committees, right? So I'll be watching that uh, closely. I'll be watching that closely to see what what happens there. Uh, It looks like Craig Johnson may be the chair of rules, which is one of the second most, you know, of the... It's usually it's finance rules and judiciary. Those are three of the biggest uh, and and top most powerful committees out there. Uh, so it looks like that Craig Johnson may be the chair of rules and Dan Sadler may be the Republican majority leader. Um, other rules committee members include Delana Johnson, Kathy Tilton, Jamie Allard and Jesse Sumner. Uh, looks like that Reps uh, Josiah Patkatak and George Rauscher will be co-whips for the majority. There's a lot of sharing here because, again, it's that bipartisan coalition that they talked about. Uh, ben Carpenter will be chairing Ways and Means and Legislative Budget and Audit. And uh, and uh, Ways and Means will also have Jamie Allard. Again, this is being reported by Mustreed. These may not be the actual final outcomes, but this is what the informed <laughs> gossip is. I guess this is the gossip column out of Juno. Laddie Shaw will chair military and veterans affairs. Duh. Uh, along with Carpenter and Stephen Wright. Uh, no, uh, not Stephen Wright. I'm sorry. Um, my brain just shut off. So 
uh, and Representative Wright. We'll just <laughs> uh, let's see. C.J. McCormick of Bethel, we're chair, we're all chair uh, Tribal Co- Affairs Committee. McCormick will also chair Community and Regional Affairs, uh, and those uh, that that uh, also includes uh, Tom McKay and Josiah Patkatak. Jamie Allard and Justin Ruffridge will co-chair the Education Committee. Other members include Prax, McCormick, and Sumner. Stanley Wright, not Stephen Wright. Thank you. Representative Stephen Wright will chair State Affairs with uh, Laddie Shaw, Ben Carpenter, and Sarah Vance. Tom McKay, Natural Resources with Rauscher, Sadler, McKay, Pat Katak, and Wright. Uh, Sarah Vance is going to chair Judiciary, according to this, which is, wow. Good news. You guys down in the peninsula, you need to be proud of her. That's a that's a big, big position. Uh, Allard Carpenter and Craig Johnson will be on the same committee with her, but she will chair the committee. Kevin McCabe is going to chair transportation. Congrats, my friend, along with Vance McKay and Craig Johnson. Mike Prax chairs health and social services with Ruffridge, McCormick, and Sumner joining him. George Rauscher will chair the energy committee along with McKay and Pat Katak. Sarah Vance, again, going to chair the Fisheries Committee with McCabe and McCormick. Jesse Sumner was Labor and Commerce with Sadler and Wright. Kevin McCabe will be the vice chair of the Legislative Council. Uh, Laddie Shaw will be co-chair of Joint Armed Services Committee with Sadler, Rauscher, and Prax. And Jamie Allard and Delana Johnson are appointed to the Ethics Committee. Um so it's uh, this is, again, just the this is all the rumored assignments, which obviously we're not going to ask Kathy Tilton about in the I mean, I'm not going to ask her about specifics because she is publicly committed to assigning all these things publicly at two thirty this afternoon. So I'm not going to beat her down and ask her if all that's true, but it looks good. It looks good. Kind of excited about it, my friends. Kind of excited to see what this gets us. Because remember, we wanted to change the players. And we changed out a bunch of the players. Now, does this mean that we can change the direction? This is this is the hope that with the, uh, with the achievement of, you know, Article 1 of the Charter of Changes, uh, of changing the players and being able to get in there, that... That that's the important part. Again, my only hesitation is when I look at the makeup of House Finance, because you know that when they made this, you know, they know that when they built this coalition, because this is a coalition majority, that there were deals made. And I can guarantee you that's where you can see the fingerprints right there on the deals being made. So we. We'll see. We'll see what happens. That's the only. That's the only. It's the only reason that I have hesitation. It's the only reason I have hesitation. So we'll see what's. Uh, we'll see what goes on there. But it'll be. It'll be interesting to see. Uh, all right, we're coming up on the break. We got to go. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense, Liberty Based, Free Thinking Radio. Uh, we are down to the uh, we're down to the last hot few seconds here. Kathy Tilton is going to be our guest in hour two. We'll see what uh, we'll see what she has to say. But I'm again I'm cautiously optimistic. <laughs> I mean, it's, 
it's kind of sad that I have to say that sometimes, but you know, you get stung one too many times. That's what you got to do. All right. We're back with more in just a moment. The Michael Luke show, common sense, Liberty based free thinking radio. Yeah. Yeah, I know there's just some kind of hiccup at KFAR. It went off the air for a minute. Um, All right, just trying to just trying to text Kathy and make sure we're all good to go. Uh, all right, let me go backwards. <laughs> uh, okay. Chris. Oh, man, I want to nerd out now for a minute. Chris is a Star Citizen backer, too. Um, check it out. Check it out. Uh, let's see. With Kathy T and a clear majority, there will be very little word salad. So now your guests will finally have something to talk about. That's not really word salad. It's just words you don't want to hear. Words you don't want to hear you like to call word salad. But that's that's all cool. Uh, house finance makeup was the deal, as says James. You might take a look at the house finance makeup. Edgman and Foster will have everyone wrapped around their fingers in short order. Delaney did not try to introduce an amendment on the House floor to reduce the budget last year. Even voted with the Democrats on the budget's first pass through the House. Cronk arguably... Uh, who should be a Bush caucus member and a former teacher voted for defined benefits last session and will be on finance. I, like I said, that is my, that is my concern. That is my concern. Um, all right. Politics is the art of the possible says Kevin. Well, is yeah. Yeah. Stay optimistic. We need that. Uh, but I circled. Oh, geez. <laughs> Laura, you're harsh and my mellow here. Uh, stay optimistic. We need that. But I circled my wagons a while ago. I feel disappointment brewing. I mean, I can only you prepare for the worst and you hope for the best, right? I am prepared for disappointment, but I'm hoping for the best. Just hoping for the best. Anyway, it's good, 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 good stuff. Um, that's it. I'm all caught up. I was just looking through to make sure I didn't miss anything, but I'm all caught up. All right. Don't forget to uh, like and follow the show page. And don't forget to uh, ring the bell. And subscribe on YouTube uh, because then you'll get notifications when we go live. Just in case you don't get the just in just in case you don't get the uh, notification on Facebook, which apparently is pretty bad. It's pretty bad that you're not getting the notification on Facebook. 
you should set your notifications because there's I guess they got a little follow and ring the bell thing on Facebook now too. I haven't been paying attention to it, but that's uh, one of the ways you can do it. All right. Um, I see that uh, Kathy Tilton is in the green room. I would suggest that we go over there and test everything to make sure she is good to go. How about that? We'll do that. Good morning, Kathy. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing well. Look at you. You sound great. You look great. Uh, congratulations, by the way. Let me be the let me be the absolute first person to congratulate you. I'm sure nobody else has. But uh, <laughs> uh, congratulations on uh, on a job well done. This is definitely, you know, this is I w- I'll be honest with you. I was shocked right down to my socks uh, yesterday when it, the, the news came across the wire. Um, uh, and I'm uh, I'm excited to talk with you this morning about this and get things uh, ready to roll along. Uh, how long can you stay with us here? What's your, I don't, what's your, what's your schedule look like? Um, I can stay probably through one, one segment, maybe. Okay. <laughs> maybe a little longer if we, you know. All right. We'll try and take you to, we'll try and take you to 40 after, and then we'll see where we go from there. Okay. That'll be. I can go tell. Wait, um, what time is this? 7.05? Yeah. Yeah. That fine. That fine. Yeah. I'd take you all the way up to seven fifty eight if you had time, but you just tell me when you're ready to go. All right. So we'll... the 40, that would just probably work out better. I okay. have, a, I have a lot in front of me. I bet you do. I bet you do. All right. So I'm going to drop you back into the chat room. Do you happen to have uh, earbuds or uh, AirPods or anything? Um, probably I do, but not handy. Okay. Then don't worry about it. It's just a little bit of an echo. I'll control it from my end, but that's just me hearing me. It's only when I'm talking that I hear the echo. So uh, I'll put you back in the uh, green room for a second and I will, uh, I'll be right right back to you here. Don't go anywhere. Kathy Tilton, our guest. Um, and, uh, we're going to, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. This should be good stuff. Uh, so, uh, uh, sorry, where was I? I was over here. I was over here before I was so rudely interrupted by my own thoughts. Um, I'm a rose colored glasses person, except for politics. Sandy got a Facebook notification. Yeah, I know it's some people are like, I always get the notification and other people's are like, I get it like one out of 10. I, you know, I would recommend a purge of your Facebook page. That's what I do that every three months and my feed is so much happier for it. My personal feed. Now all I get is good sci-fi audiobooks, food stuff, uh, some gun things and, uh, and puppy things. I, I just, I, you know, so I said, just pay attention to it. All right, uh, here we go. The Michael Duke show, common sense, Liberty based free thinking radio back with more. As we get started, hour two, Kathy Tilton, our guest. Let's do it. Put that thing back in its holster. We haven't gone anywhere. I don't understand. Check out the MichaelDukesShow.com for information on how to get access to the podcast. Welcome to the party, pal. The 
Welcome to the Michael Dukes Show. The greed and the entitlement is astounding to me. What more could you want from a low-budget radio program? This is a dumpster fire. That was just BS. It is time to get a new perspective. We know just what you need, and we've got just the cure. Open wide and prepare for a steaming hot cup of freedom. I just don't fathom it. The Michael Dukes Show, streaming live across the world. Yeah, across the world on the internet and around the state of Alaska on this, your favorite radio station and or FM translator, it is The Michael Dukes Show. Good morning and welcome to the big radio broadcast, hour two of the show today. And if you haven't heard the news, wow, uh, yesterday the House of Representatives in the state of Alaska voted and elected Kathy Tilton as the House Majority Leader, uh, excuse me, Speaker of the House, uh, which leads to the formation of a new House Majority, which is yearns back to harkens back to the good old days of the Bush Caucus joining a more conservative majority. Uh, it's going to be interesting, and we're going to get some details on that here in just a hot second. Kathy Tilton. Uh, is going to be our guest. She's going to be with us for a couple segments. We're going to talk about things. Uh, if you missed it, there was more analysis and discussion in the first hour of the program with some potential uh, pontificating on uh, committee assignments and everything else. Uh, you can go back and listen to that on the podcast, which is available wherever you find great podcasts. I recommend Spotify. But uh, you do you. CastBox, Stitcher, uh, 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 YouTube even now these days, Google Play, iTunes, you can find us everywhere, and uh, we'll get that done. Uh, all right. Well, let's, uh, without much further adieu, let's go over and talk with the brand new Speaker of the House, uh, Representative uh, Kathy Tilton, who joins us this morning. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning, Michael. Thanks for having me on today. Well, I know you're super uber busy. In fact, I had to <laughs> I had to ask somebody else to go ask you because I was afraid to try and text you because I figured you'd be so busy. So I said, "Hey, go ask for me, will you?" Uh and so I appreciate that. Thank you for coming on board and joining us. Uh Kathy, I got to tell you again, uh I was floored. I was floored when I saw that that uh this come across my email from the press secretary that said, hey, uh, by the way, Kathy's the new uh, Speaker of the House. So um, can you walk us through exactly what happened? Can you? I mean, I, I just I, I kind of want a play by play. You know, I kind of want an after action review and a and a and a breakdown of, uh, wow, how did we how did this happen? Tell us what's going on. Uh, so kind of give us an idea of what uh, what's happening and then kind of the structure of what, uh, you know, what you see going forward here in this session. Sure. Thanks, Michael. Um, you know, we've uh, been working hard to keep the Republican majority, um, to keep the Republicans uh, together so that we could, um, but we knew at the beginning that we were going to have to add a few people because we weren't graced with a, with a natural majority. Um, that was going to, um, um, you know, there were some challenges. Sure. So, yeah, with a, with a, well, with even, a few folks. Well, even with every Republican in the House of Representatives, you would have only had a 21-vote majority, 21 majority, which is, it's just unworkable at that point. 
really unworkable, too slim. So um, there had been a lot of discussion and we had had a lot of discussion with kind of uh, different different groups. And I think it just come down to um, we wanted to uh, had a goal of trying to start on time, um, not to leave Alaskans hanging without um, um, without a majority, uh, without the legislature getting to work. And I think that was really important to, um, to folks that we do that. Um, we didn't want to be, um, the, uh, you know, repeat of the last, last few years. Uh, we just wanted to, um, you know, once we go to Juno, get our work, you know, get ourselves together and get our work done. So we are a little behind our goal because we wanted to have that done by the first, but uh, the first day of, of session when we were sworn in, we were a little behind the mark. But uh, but we did uh, we did we did make make it a, just a little bit off. But I think that we'll be able to uh, catch right up. Our goal is to uh, you know get a committee on committee reports going so that committees are formed to notice meetings and to get started working right away. Um, there were. You asked the question about how did it come together, and I think some of it coming together did have to do with just, um, you know, just wanting to get, wanting to cut through the chase and get our work done. So, um, in as you mentioned before, the um, the Bush Caucus um, had has in the past for several years um, been organized with the Republicans, and um, I did think it just came down to there was you know, several folks that we were talking with that we were hoping to bring in. And we had we had to we had to make a decision. And I think that the the biggest the biggest thing that I'm so proud of our, the Republican caucus and all, all of the members um, is that they knew that it wasn't going to be perfect. But let's not make the perfect the enemy of the good. And let's just make a decision to govern. So um those aren't specific details, but that gives you a general idea. Right. No. And, and I think, again, the I mean, I'm uh, I mean, I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed, but I can do basic math and understood that when there was only 21 Republicans in total, including former Speaker Stutes, um, that that was just not it was not tenable. That's why I was asking the question of many of uh, my guests over the last five or six weeks about. You know what? You know what are your thoughts about you know the the Bush caucus or uh, you know or reaching across the aisle to the independents or doing things like that, and it seemed like most of them were open to it. Um, I and and I know and I commented on this already this morning uh, in the story from the ADN talking about uh, Representative Eastman not being invited into the caucus and his comment of well it's not really a Republican majority if it does if it's not all Republicans. And I think that's kind of the counterproductivity that we've talked about in the past, um, where the absolutism, where it's got to be all of this or nothing kind of thing. And this is a job of incrementalism, right? I mean, you're trying to slowly claw your way back to a center line of fiscal responsibility and things like that. We didn't get here in one fell swoop. We're not going to get back there in one fell swoop. That's absolutely right. Thank you, Michael. That, um, I, you know, it would have been it would have been. Um, you know, a blessing from God to have been blessed with a 24 member or 25, six, you know, or a 27 member uh, natural Republican majority, but that wasn't what we had. And so we, um, you know, it, it's a little tough because some of the folks have um, notions of the past. We have fear from our past of dealing with people. We've been burned before. Um, and so 
um, again, what I can say that I'm really proud of every single member in, in the caucus is that they recognize that you had to set some of the fears aside. You had to recognize you're going to be working with somebody who wasn't, you know, somebody who may not have always been aligned with you. Um, it couldn't be, um, you know, absolutely 100% Republican majority because there just wasn't the numbers. And in this here, it's a, it's a matter of numbers. Numbers mean everything. So you have to make a decision which numbers are going to be the ones that you're going to be able to work with and that want to work with you. Yes. Uh, and I and I agree. I think that that's uh, I think it's important. So here we are back to kind of the good old days of a of a, uh, you know, of a Bush caucus with a more conservative Republican majority, uh, which I think is a positive. So uh, I got a couple questions. Uh, first and foremost, uh, from my charter of changes is, of course, uh, the uh, you know, we've got the third change, which is the changing of the rules. And the first question that I have to ask about any new caucus is. Are you guys making this a binding caucus? Is it binding caucus on 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 uh, budgets? You know, do they have to vote where the chair says on rules and procedurals and things like that? What what's give? Can you give me the rundown here? We're working out the details on that. I don't think we're you know we we have all always been organized around um, not having a binding caucus, but I believe if we're governing well and we're, we're working together, that we will um, <clears throat> you know. And I think in every team, group, or organization, there's basic rules of engagement, and um, so. Um, I'm going to say that we don't have a quote unquote binding caucus, but we do understand that um, with governing comes responsibility and the responsibility is on each one of us to be um, to be engaged, to be involved, sure. um, to be a part of the process, not to come in at the end and, and to say, well, I didn't like this or I didn't like that. You have to um, you need to. Um, you know, again, all all amendments. We're not, you know, it's not. We're not going to say, well, you can't bring an amendment to the floor because you're part of this caucus, um, uh, the governing caucus, and you were a part of this process, so you don't get to bring an amendment from the floor. We're not going to do anything like that. Right. We're going to. So. Well, I mean, that's. I mean, that's a positive. I mean, when you could bring an amendment from the floor, that's at least a step up from what we've seen in the past. Uh, but I would love for people, to, again, to be able to vote their conscience even after work. Because, you know, we've seen it where they've tried to work through the process in the committees and they've tried to pull things back in, in the end. And in the end, they go, I, I in good conscience, I can't vote for this budget or whatever it is that we're voting on. And uh, I can't vote for it in good conscience because it doesn't represent the will of my people. But the fear is I'm going to get kicked out and lose all, you know, uh, yeah. any, any kind of relatability uh, to anything that's going on. So. I think it's good, and I I would uh, again a, a binding caucus is problematic for many reasons, but that is probably the main run, uh, main one. Mm -hmm. um, and I I also want to ask about the or the uh, organization of the committees. Now I know that you guys have a meeting today of committee of committees, mm -hmm. um, and that's when everything is going to be officially announced and worked out. I know there's been some leaked stuff. We talked about that here just a little bit ago. <laughs> Um, and I'm not going to ask you to comment specifically on it, but are we, we're going to know this afternoon. Is that the deal, right? We're going to know exactly yes. what's going on. Uh, 
<clears throat> we have a committee on committee meeting at 2.30 this afternoon, and um, we want to um, follow, follow the rules. We have rules for a reason, and we're going to follow the rules to the best, best of course, of our ability. And so um, the committee on committee meeting has been noticed, and I believe we have it <clears throat> noticed for uh, 2.30, and we'll be, we'll be um, like any other committee meeting um, out in the public uh, with transparency. So... Um, will be uh, <clears throat> as long as the schedule goes well uh, today that that's what the plan is. All right. Well, good. Um, I'm coming up on the break and I do want to talk about um, the statement from the minority leader, uh, Cal uh, Calvin Shreggy, uh talking about the things that everybody Oh, everybody wants to kumbaya. It was a very kumbaya statement of everybody. I'm glad to see this is happening because everybody believes in the legislature that we should work on X, Y, and Z. Well, I want to talk a little bit about X, Y, and Z, specifically the size and scope of the budget, the BSA increase, the defined benefits package, and the PFD. So that's what's our... That's going, to, that's what's going to come up here next in just a second. So, Kathy, hold the line for us here. We're coming back to it. The Michael Duke Show. Common Sense, Liberty-based, free-thinking radio. We'll return with Speaker of the Alaska House of Representatives, Kathy Tilton. She's going to be continuing with us here in a minute. And we will be back with more. Don't go anywhere. The Michael Duke Show. Common Sense, Liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Our light, our guide, and our trusted friend. Okay, we're in the break. Uh, Kathy Tilton's still with us right here. Um, Kathy, I I will say right out of the bat, with with all due respect, your your answer on the Binding Caucus did not inspire me with confidence because it was not <laughs> definitive. Uh, I know you're still working on things, and I know you guys are still working stuff out, but. I yeah. mean, to you know, to me and to my listeners specifically, that's a huge deal. If we end yeah. up having a binding caucus, that kind of flies in the face of everything that we've been trying to push for, because most of the members of the minority have been saying there no, no, no binding caucus. And now we come back into the majority. And this is always the fear is that there'll be a flip flop when the power shift occurs. So that would that's it worries me, Kathy. That's what I'm just saying. It worries me a little bit. I get it worries you. And you know what? I can't just definitively say, um, you know, I, I can say that it is it's not a binding caucus, but I want to be um, I want to be really clear that there are always in every group. There's there's kind of rules of engagement of how we conduct ourselves. And we do need to um, you know that that's not a you know, we didn't we had a conversation, but not a long conversation. Um, um that it wasn't going to be a binding caucus so i just want to make sure that um i'm not putting out anything that is not not completely correct um in my you know our conversation was that it was not a binding caucus uh, but again that being said it is the responsibility of every single person to work on that if we don't get the votes for to pass the budget at the end then we have, um, you know, we have to look for others to give us that vote, and that raises the, the, you know, the price of the budget. Sure, sure. Well, and those of us who are in favor of not having a binding caucus understand that that there may be, if things get close at the end, that there may be have to be horse trading to get some of those yep. votes in. It's understandable that that does have to happen, and we understand yep. that that's the trade off of not 
you know, leashing and handcuffing our legislators to, uh, you know, to a slave ship. So, you know, as it rolls out to sea here, giving people the choice uh, to do that. Uh, yep. That's compromise, right? I mean, that is compromise in the end. So, um, and, and so I just wanted to, you know, let you know that. Yeah, so exactly. It, um, I gotta say that, uh, I, again, very happy. How long have you guys been working behind the scenes? Uh, uh, you know, how long is this organ? Cause it, I mean, it, bam, it just happened right to our eyes. It just happened. How long have you guys been kind of working behind the scenes to get this stuff done? Has this been a two week, two month? I mean, since post-election day process, what's, you know, give us, give us the rundown here. I think that every person's been working since election day, knowing that we were going to have to, um, you know, knowing we were going to have to make some hard choices. Um, it comes down to, um, you know, we, um, I have to say there's a lot of energy. There's a lot of new, uh, you know, newly elects in the caucus, um, in the whole legislature and they have a lot of energy and they don't, they didn't want to see happen what had happened before and neither did neither did the incumbents quite frankly and we all wanted to get started so um there's been a lot of uh relationship work uh out there a lot of discussions out there and i'd say it's probably since the election but really um the goal of, of starting this um as soon as possible um and on the first day i think was what allowed um probably uh, put the pressure on each one of us to get out of our comfort zones and um, wanting the perfect because we all want the perfect but not letting the perfect be the enemy of the good and saying, okay, I recognize I'm going to have to work with folks who may not be completely in line with me, but we can do that. We can do that. Well, that's what we need, right? We need to find, we may disagree on a handful of issues, but We've only got really a few core issues in this state, you know, the budget size, the PFD, that kind of stuff. I mean, so if we can agree on those things, we may disagree on social issues. We may disagree on this. We may disagree on that. But if it's the budget is the elephant in the room, which it is and has been, uh, then maybe we need to, uh, you know, maybe we need to find the common ground there. And I'm happy to mm -hmm. see that that's what's going on. Uh, Kathy Tilton is our guest, uh, Speaker of the House. Uh, we're going to continue here in just a moment. Kathy, I hear this popping going on in the in the thing. I don't know if it's if you want to lean your phone against a coffee cup or something, if that's what it is or anything else. But we're going to continue here in just a second. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense Radio. Okay, we're back. Uh, Kathy Tilton is our guest, newly minted Speaker of the House. Uh, she is coming on board to talk with us about uh, kind of the upcoming session. Now, obviously, we we can't predict anything at this point, but we are. Uh, I, I'm going to get a T-shirt that says "cautiously optimistic" on it. That's going to be the T-shirt <laughs> yeah. uh, right now, uh, because you know we, uh, we we've all been stung before by things that we thought were going to work out. So we're planning for the worst and hoping for the best. But reading the uh, comment, reading the statement, rather, from uh, the new uh, minority leader, Calvin Schrage, 
um, was a little, a little frustrating because his comment was, uh, you know, we look forward to looking, working with the legislature, yada, yada, including meaningful, meaningful additions to the base student allocation to ensure all students uh, and everything else. And later on, then Zach Fields said, uh, I think it's pretty clear a majority of legislators in both chambers from all parties do support raising the BSA and restoring defined benefits. That's Zach Fields' comments, which if, first of all, I don't believe it's true. Uh, I mean, I think the BSA, I think everybody that I've talked to, including Republicans and conservative Republicans, have been open to a discussion on the BSA, not necessarily an automatic increase. Am I wrong on that? Or is that is that am I reading the room right on that? No, you're not wrong on that. We're open to discussion and looking for um, accountability measures or things that will um, doing doing things differently so that we are ensuring that the student is, um, you know, being taken care of. Um, right now, a large portion of the uh, budgets for school districts go to administration. I read an Empress article not too long ago, and Alaska Policy Forum is looking at how that uh, plays out in Alaska, but what the growth in student population to the growth in teacher population to the growth in uh, administration and the growth in administration is something like, um, I think it was upwards of 70, 70% from 2019 to, um, to where we are today. So um, I would, you know, I, I, I would say that what we are looking at is um, looking at having a conversation about how we um, make decisions that um, really get to um, having, uh, you know, the student, being sure that the student is getting the education that they deserve. Well, and I, w- I would say uh, this is a prime, uh, you know, opening up the conversation on the BSA um, could be something that they regret later on because I think uh, maybe there is an increase, but there maybe also needs to be a fundamental change to the BSA so that it doesn't favor the administrative overhead. We had Sarah Monteblano from the uh, Alaska Policy Forum on, on Monday, and we talked about that administrative overhead. There are four administrative positions for every four, five administrative positions for every four teachers. So we've seen an ever decreasing amount of student enrollment and an increase in administrative. And a lot of that is baked into the formula of the BSA. And so if we're going to have a conversation with the BSA, fine. But part of that conversation needs to be potentially a rewrite of the formula so we're not uh, you know, heavily weighing it towards the administrative overhead versus the classroom and the teachers. Yeah, you that's exactly right, Michael. And and we need to um I think, you know, the the open to the conversation um again, but looking for some accountability to be sure that our students are the ones that, you know, that are getting that um, the money's going to the student. The other thing that I disagree with completely is that the majority of uh, the of the chamber supports the idea of restoring defined benefits? Um, this is the slippery slope right here. We've seen it. We are still seven billion dollars. That's billion with a B uh, in unfunded liability for the past defined benefits program. And everybody's using think one of the legislators, and I can't remember if it was Keel or or Shreggy or somebody said something about, oh yeah, we've got a defined benefits plan and it's totally revenue neutral. It's totally totally going to pay for itself and totally going to 
which we know is not the case for defined benefits. There are very few defined benefits programs in this country that actually work. Most of them had to be scrapped. A lot of them had to be bailed out by the federal government. I mean, this thing is a hot mess, but this seems to be the call to action for many on the left. Um, or is there huge support for defined benefits or are we touching this like with gloves and like it's uranium because it could kill us? <laughs> oh, thanks for that, Michael. I think that, you know, again, it's another conversation that could be had, but the conversation needs to in maybe include uh, looking at other options. It doesn't, um, you know, there, there's things that we can do um that don't bring risk to the state and increase the budget. And I think we, you know, that that's the conversation that we can be open to. Increasing the budget or in, and bringing more risk to the state as far as, um, you know, putting us more in debt doesn't help our state. So, um, so there's um, alternate ways of, of doing things. And I think that exploring things like that is what we're talking about. Well, I, I hope that there is some real <clears throat> high level, clear and transparent discussion on this, because, again, uh, I've seen this term before. James in the chat room says fiscal black hole, defined benefits plan, fiscal black hole. It is. It, it is. Uh, it took us years to shear ourselves away from the first one because it was I mean, we could never get ahead of it, that money ball. And that's a continuing problem. I I agree with you. I think that that's uh, something that we definitely need to talk about. Size and scope of the budget. There was a subheading that Brad Keithley covered this week. There was a subheading in one of the reports from Ledge Finance that basically talked about the end of austerity in Alaska, question mark. And I had to <laughs> I had to question the use of the term austerity and Alaska budgets in the same kind of uh, you know thought process. Um, because now it just seems like, oh, we've been cutting, we've been holding it back so much, now we'll have the opportunity to move forward. We all look at the budgets and realize we are living well beyond our means. Uh, the Senate has already made a lot of statements that basically all have dollar signs behind them. Uh, so what is your thought as Speaker as far as how would you like to shape and craft the discussion around the budget? Are we spending too much? Should we be looking at ways for more efficiencies? Uh, or should we just say austerity's out the window? We're going to spend whatever we want. <laughs> no, um, Michael. Uh, you know the, the one of the premises of the of our, this caucus has always been to get some fiscal stability and um, to bring the state back in order with your your spend. Uh, you can't over overdo your budget and expect to continue to keep doing that. Um, so the size and a specific dollars and uh, we haven't, you know, we haven't sat down and, and hashed out that conversation. But um, the great thing about uh, the, um, you know, the, the legislators coming from uh, the Bush caucus is that they are, um, you know, they may not be as conservative as we are, but they're also, they're not, they're also not huge, huge, uh, huge budget um, in, you know, increasing. So our goal is to uh, put downward pressure on the budget. We still are very interested in our, one of our number one goals is to uh, produce a, a spending limit, a revised spending limit for the state to keep that downward pressure um, and um, to not increase. And also to, you know, we might be at the time where, um, we have made the cuts of, uh, you know, the the committee 
uh, subcommittees have done everything they can in getting into, um, you know, um, uh, administrative type type cuts. We still need to look at positions and things like that. But we might be at a time where we need to start looking at what does the, um, you know, what a what a formula uh, formula things look like. And right. so, those are things we're looking at. <clears throat> Uh, Kathy Tilton is our guest, uh, Speaker of the House of Representatives for the state of Alaska here. We're talking about the upcoming session. Things are still being organized and everything else. So we've talked about budgets. We've talked about BSA. We've talked about defined benefits. The big elephant in the room, of course, is the PFD. I mean, for us, maybe not for the legislators anymore, but the PFD is still important, I think, to a lot of Alaskans. The governor has put forward a budget with a $4,000 PFD in it. Uh, and we've seen a lot, a lot of talk, especially coming out of the Senate, because they've been organized for so long already and, they, and they've already kind of put out their priorities. Uh, but they're talking about getting the PFD under control. They've talked about, you know, getting a, a, a plan for a sustainable. They, they use all the buzzwords of sustainable and protecting the PFD and all this other kind of stuff. Um, it is, uh, you know, it's, it's really troubling to me. Our you know, I guess is the is the uh, philosophy of the House going to be that Alaskans that we should rely on the statute that Alaskans should have first call on their half of the ERA, you know, earnings and things like that, and then government needs to live within its means on the other side, or are we going to see more of the using the PFD uh, and earnings reserve for or the people's share for a piggy bank for the legislature to use to spend? Well, <clears throat> Michael, I have to say that it, um, I believe the statute, if there's a statute there that we need to follow the law and that's something we've always stood on. And um, the people that are joining us know, know who we are and, and what our beliefs are. There's going to be differences even in your own caucus, but um if we're not going to pay out a full dividend, then we need to look at the statute. We need to make changes and we need to bring the people on board and the people need to be a part of that. In a, in, um, so um, the goal at this point is to, um, you know, to follow the law and, and put the dividend um, where, uh, where it should be as far as the statute is. Um, or we need to make some changes to the statute. And then again, that that needs to include the people. Right. Well, I mean, and again, I, I, as speaker, would you support, I mean, this is, I think you and I have talked about this before, but <laughs> as speaker, would, wouldn't you support that any fundamental change to the dividend needs to go before an advisory vote of the people before it's done? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, I mean, I, I think that that's a breath of fresh air based on the, uh, oh no, we know better than you uh, kind of mentality no. we've seen in the past. <laughs> Because, I mean, that's been the answer before. Well, no, we wouldn't. Why would we do that? I mean, the people would vote with their pocketbooks. Well, yes. I mean, because that's how it was set up. That was our money. You got half. We got half. That's how it was supposed to be. Uh, And that's, of course, been thrown to the wind here uh, in the, uh, you know, in the past. Uh, One final thing, the governor uh, in his plan put forward a lot of revenues, uh, a lot of revenues in the form of carbon taxes and the carbon Mm -hmm. tax credits, which... is kind of amorphous and pie in the sky. Uh, we probably are going to have to look at new revenues, even if it's just in the short term as we chisel down. Because, again, we didn't get here overnight, and it's going to take more than one session to cut back on the size and scope of government. So we may have to look at new revenues. Is that Are you guys willing to have those discussions on whatever revenues need to be raised, fees, 
uh, processes, taxes. I mean, what I mean, it, it, is everything on the table on that? You know, we're willing to have the, the discussion and revenue. New revenues means different things to different people. Um, for me, new revenues doesn't doesn't mean just you're going to have an income tax, but it means that we're going to look at how do you develop your resources. But you're right, Michael, it's going to take some time to do that. So I think the conversation will be out there um, of what kind of, of revenues and, and how can we make changes to things so that we can um, you know, live within the means of the dollars that we have for some long-term fiscal stability. Final question, because uh, we're running out of time here. Uh, last year, we saw the Fiscal Policy Working Group come together, a bipartisan yes. committee of some of the most divergent political philosophies you could find in the legislature. And yet they came together at the end in a unanimous decision with a recommendation and a plan. Uh, the key part of that plan in bold red was don't pick this apart. It's all or nothing kind of thing that they recommended the holistic approach instead of just taking one piece and one piece and one piece. Because we all know it's never going to, you know, it'll they'll right. do the one piece and nothing else will get done. How much of your plan as House Speaker moving forward is going to be informed or how much are you guys going to be using as a blueprint? the discussions and the suggestions and proposals by the fiscal policy working group that's been a talk um the, all along in the conversations that we've had have been to use the fiscal policy working group's recommendations as a baseline to um, make decisions they did good work it was put together and as you said it was from different uh you know from different different thought processes and beliefs all across the board and so um i think that that is a good 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 document for us to um, be working off of. So I can say that that will be very influential in, in um, moving forward. Now, the, the report was released, but it was never discussed in chambers. It was never discussed in committees. It was never, I mean, it was basically, oh, hey, thanks. And then they put it on the drawer and that's where, you know, it got released, but nobody ever really talked about it. Are you going to be bringing that front and center into the chamber for discussion on the floor you know, to say, here's our kind of our blueprint that we want to work with. Is that or is that part of the plan here? Um, I think it could be part of the plan. We're still formulating exactly how we're going to move the, move things forward. But um, I think that that would be a good start to have that conversation openly and transparently with um, with the, you know, with um, the whole the entire legislature and with the public. Kathy Tilton, uh, our guest speaker of the House. Kathy, I know that again today at two thirty. Committee on committees. We're going to figure out who's getting what. I've already sneak peeked some of it, That if it's true or not. I've already sneak peeked a little bit of it from the must-read article. Uh, but I'd like to invite you back maybe next week after things are kind of settled and you guys have made all the decisions and the you know, and the wrangling and the sausage making has happened and we've got the, yes. the thing. If Can you come back next week and discuss it again? Same time, same channel. I mean, can we? I would love to. Thank you so much, okay. Michael, for the invitation. All right. So next Thursday, we'll have Kathy back and, and we'll have a little bit more. Her answers. And I know some people in the chat room are like, well, she's not answered. Well, it's because she can't speak <laughs> for the whole majority yet because they're still hashing out all the details. I mean, it's a done deal, but it's not a done. You know what I mean? So I understand where you're coming from, and I would like to. Uh, I would Thank like to. I, I would like to come back when we can actually get some solid answers on that. So you bet. I would, I'm happy to do that. And you're right, Michael. I would. I'd love to have more definitive answers for you. But right now, the you know we know the base core things that our beliefs are, haven't changed. 
Yeah. So we're we're still who we are. We are, you know, we don't we're not a binding we're not binding caucus people. So I'll say it's not a binding caucus. Um, I will say that we want to follow the fiscal policy working group um, plan guideline as a starting point. Um, you know, we we haven't changed who we are. Right. You want to follow the PFD statute. You want to and follow you're ha- right. Hashtag follow the damn law. That's what we want to see. There you that's, go. That's right. Hash- <laughs> you should just put that as a little sticker next to your name up on the podium that says hashtag follow the damn law. That's what it should be. All right. There you go. Ka- <laughs> Kathy Tilton, our guest. We'll look forward to talking to you next week. Thank you so much for coming on board the program today. Okay. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, everyone. Have a good day. All right. The Michael Duke Show continues. It is your home for common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Uh, Analysis and discussion up next right here. Don't go anywhere. If you missed the show, you can listen to it on your time with Dukes On Demand. Oh, and it's free. Like America used to be. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. Okay. Uh, In the break right now. Um, Oh, man. Breaking news. Uh, Alec Baldwin, Hannah Gutierrez, both charged with two counts of involuntary manslaughter in the Rust shooting. (laughs) uh yes so uh interesting um and like i said uh, i want more definitive answers i understand why she couldn't necessarily give um definitive answers today as i said because they're still working on the details of uh you know the rules for their for their uh, caucus and everything else i understand that it's it's all good you know uh next week we're going to we're going to hold a little we're going to hold a little feet fire session and we're going to talk a little bit more about some of that but from what i heard i'm liking it uh no binding caucus this is what she just said at the very end no binding caucus follow the statute for the pfd i mean those are the kind of stuff that i <clears throat> i really am excited about um and i'm hoping that we'll uh, you know get a spending cap in and do a lot of these things i think this is going to be good again cautiously optimistic about the whole situation right now i am cautiously optimistic that this is going to go the way that uh the way that we hope that's that's where i'm at right now i suppose i should uh i suppose i should turn on the phone lines let me do that real quick here We'll turn on the phone lines and uh, get folks a chance to uh, see what they have to say about this. And uh, let me do this. West. You'll find them at SatelliteWest.com. I'm about to put you on hold. Okay. All right. So phone lines are open. We're getting it all squared away. So if you want to sound off on what you just heard, I'd love to hear you. If you're disappointed, I'd like to hear it. If you're... If you're cautiously optimistic, pleasantly surprised, I'd like to hear it. Uh, let's uh, let's see what you guys have to say on this. We will uh, we'll take some calls. How about that? Uh, how how about that? We'll get things uh, we'll get things squared away, and uh, so we'll throw the phone lines open, 
and start there. 907-433-3150. And we'll uh, get things uh we'll get things ready to rock and roll. All right. Let's uh let's get that done. Uh okay. Let me go back into the chat room to see what you guys have been talking about. I see this there's been some verbosity going on here. Um, <clears throat> I see that James is unhappy and, uh, Politidic Bert is unhappy as well. Um, I don't know what, uh, I don't know what outcome would have made them happier at this point. Um, but there you go. Kevin McCabe says the problem is, uh, with that MD is that the horse trading we're talking, this is when we were talking about the binding caucus. And I was saying, look, we understand that there's a trade-off on the binding caucus. The problem with the horse trading results in the bigger budgets. Yes, I know. That's what I said. The potential is there for bigger budgets. If we had a full-blown conservative Republican majority and a binding caucus, we could easily limit the budget. Yes, but I would still be philosophically opposed to it. But even if the result was we get a limited budget, I would still be against the binding caucus because I find it fundamentally offensive. That's just me. Um, as it is without a binding caucus, someone could hold the budget hostage for what they feel is really important. It's just the reality of the way the constitution is structured. I, I understand that totally understand that still fundamentally opposed to the binding caucus, because again, it offends me that you basically are coercing or blackmailing people into, um, voting the way that you want them to vote. That's still, it offends me so there you go uh do you think stutes will be on the finance committee no stutes is not part of the caucus so she will not be on the finance committee uh why can't she look into the camera she's lying no she was, was on her cell phone she's in the middle of moving her office and she had her cell phone there and to hold your cell phone up in front of you anyway i no, that wasn't what it that wasn't what it was like um <clears throat> will she be a gavel banger i didn't ask that question um I'm I'm going through here. Um, start with the Matsu, Laura says. One admin position went from one to four over the last bit. We were talking about education and things like that. My, Harold says, slow down. You're not going to solve the state's problems in one show. I wasn't really attempting to, but uh, thanks for the feedback. Um, uh, let's see. Black. Uh, we need Donna Arduin. Yes, yes, we do. Yes, 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 we do. Um, it's not a good thing, but it is reality. Honest amendments. Uh, sounds like she needs to come back on when she can answer more direct questions about a few things. Yes, that's why she's coming back next week. Um, all right. Now I'm, I'm, there you go. Let's do it. The Michael Duke Show, common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Like a chair, like a chair, like a chair. Here we go. Hello. And welcome back. Let's um let's kick uh, let's kick this off here. We got one final segment. Uh, now you've heard a little bit about what's going on. 
And uh, I know you probably have some opinions because, my God, people in the chat room have some opinions today. It's both happy and 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 sad. It's it's uh, jubilant and furious. It's uh, you know, <clears throat> don't know don't know how to take you know take take quality. I'm looking at this. I'm taking this as a win. And I know some people are you know like mad because well it's. I mean it was the we tried to noodle out what the best case scenario was going to be right. We tried to noodle it out and we did to the best. And this is really the best case scenario i mean is it best worst case i guess maybe but this is what we were looking for i'm like don't lift don't look a gift horse in the spot now we're preparing for absolute disappointment mentally i am right i'm preparing for absolute disastrous disappointment but i'm hoping for the best that's why i'm calling it cautious cautiously optimistic I want to hear what you guys have to say, though. I mean, am I, uh, you know, am I wrong? Am I reading this wrong? Is this the worst thing ever? Is this all bad? Because all you, you know, because I mean, there's some doom and gloom going on in the chat room right now. Is it all bad or not? 907-433-3150. 907-433-3150. I, you know. I want to know what you have to say. Feel free to give us a call and you sound off and tell me what your thoughts are on this. I mean, are you, again, happy, sad, cautiously optimistic, violently disappointed? I mean, I I don't know. Um, And, you know, yeah, if you want to tell me all the things that could go wrong, sure. I probably agree with you on most of the things that could potentially go wrong. But there is an upside that potentially some of these things could go right. Uh, I mean, I told Kathy during the break with the thing that, I mean, I was not happy with her answers on, you know, kind of the, the vague, the vagueness of some of the answers. And I understood why she was vague, but at the same time, I think we deserve some better answers. And she clarified a little bit near the end and next week she's going to come on and we're going to, we're going to do it all over again. We're going to talk about the same things we just talked about today, but we're going to get some real solid answers and i would say commitments on some of these issues because they're important they really really are all right let's get over to the phone lines and see uh what uh folks have to say 907-433-3150 we go over here good morning who's this where are you calling from and please turn your radio down and please turn your radio down and please turn your radio down all right i'm gonna turn you down until you turn your radio down Hello, caller. Hello, caller. Hello, caller. No, they're just uh, they're just sitting there on hold, not saying hello. I'm putting you back on hold. Uh, please, if you're calling in, uh, turn your please, please, please turn your radio down, um, and so that we can uh, so that we can you know uh, hear you and not hear me thirteen times. So again, we're gonna try this one more time. And we're going to see if we can get them. Uh, see if we can get them back. Good morning, caller. Who's this? Where are you calling from? This, where are you calling from? This, where are you calling from? Okay. This. Well, never mind. Apparently, can't follow simple instructions. That's what happens. All right. Um, <clears throat> well, again, I I think that um, I I think this is a move in the right direction. Now, is it all? Is is it? Uh, is it all the way in the right direction? No. 
No. I mean, it's, but it, uh, I think that it is definitely a positive, uh, I think is it a positive, I think it's a positive step. Let's just put it that way. A positive step. And hopefully we can, uh, we can, you know, move in the direction that we need to go uh, to bring the state back into wherever it needs to be. All right, we're going to try this again. We're going to go over here, and uh, we got another caller. We're going to try this caller and see if they can uh, do it to it. We'll start over here. Say, good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hello, caller. Well, I don't know. Apparently, apparently, are you with us, caller? Well, maybe it's me and it's not them. Maybe I made a fuss about it in the long run and it didn't work anyway. This may be a repercussion of uh, the show being off the air on Tuesday, not things not working properly. So I guess I'll have to work on that here later on. So thank you, caller. I apologize, but apparently we're not. We're not. I thought we were taking calls, but maybe we're just not taking calls. All uh, participants are muted. No, we should be. I can hear that. I should be able to hear everything else. All right. Anywho, uh, we're out of time anyway, coming up on it. Tomorrow on the program, we're going to uh, be doing, of course, Firearms Friday. And I just got an offer from uh, Jen uh, Robbins, who is a member of the Common Sense Corps, who happens to be down in, uh, who happens to be down at SHOT Show uh, in, uh, in Lost Wages, Las Vegas. She's down there at SHOT Show. And um, and she's offering to report to us from Shot Show, so I think it's going to be I I I think that would be uh, I think that'd be great. So we'll talk with Jen from Shot uh, down there, uh, give us the rundown of what all the good hot stuff is that she's seeing at Shot Show in Las Vegas, and we can uh, we could talk about that. Uh, we'll also have, of course, Willie Waffle from WaffleMovies.com for the weekend movie review. That doesn't get any better than that either. That'll be fun stuff. And then, um, uh, uh, and maybe maybe somebody else. I don't know. It's all going to be gun talk all day long. It's going to be fun. I'm, I, I can't, I can't wait. I can't, well, what I really can't wait to talk about is some of the new shows that are coming out with Willie, um, including, and, and I don't know how many of you have finished The Walking Dead. I'm in the middle of finishing The Walking Dead, which I've been waiting for for a long time. Maybe we'll talk about that as well. I don't know. <clears throat> Just something fun. Something fun. And uh, and we'll uh, we'll enjoy it. Okay. Um, well, that's about it for today. Uh, the last uh, thought uh, that's going to come out, the last piece of news, is I've been waiting to see what Nancy Dahlstrom is going to do. Nancy Dahlstrom, as lieutenant governor, has really one duty, and that is to oversee the division of elections. And she came out <clears throat> yesterday, or Tuesday rather, and had a press conference with the news media down in Juneau. And she basically has uh, the ADN reporting she has denounced election misinformation this week in her first sit-down interview uh, with, uh, with the press. Uh, she echoed some of the same messages that uh, Lieutenant Governor Kevin Meyer um, had about the integrity of the 2020 presidential election. And she's saying that uh, people were saying they were corrupt before we even voted, even before the booths were set up. So she is taking that on. But she also talked about 
you know, again, election security and some of the other things that I think Mike Shower has hit on here uh, in the last um, uh, in the last few times that he's talked about. So I'm looking forward to seeing exactly what she's going to bring to the table or is it going to be more lip service? I mean, I guess first and foremost, where's the report? Where's the report that the OMB office commissioned on the elections that Mike Shower's been trying to get for a year and a half? Interested to see what's going on there. All right, we got to go. We will uh, continue this discussion, I guess, on Monday for that, because tomorrow's Firearms Friday. All right, my friends, we got to get out of here. Thank you for being part of it. The Michael Duke Show. Be kind. Love one another. Be positive. Be be cautiously optimistic. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Here. Be kind. Love one another. And live well. The Michael Duke Show. Common Sense Radio. Well, we'll have to see. We'll have to see what happens. Um, with the legislature. I mean, I, you know, again, I hate to keep repeating it, but I'm just cautiously optimistic. We'll see what happens. But next week, we're going to try and get some real answers out of this whole thing. We'll see what happens there. All right, my friends, we got to go. Uh, I got work to do today, and uh, we will be back bright and early tomorrow. The Michael Duke Show. Common Sense Radio.
We've shed our terrestrial radio skin, and now we are slimy lizard internet people. It's the Michael Duke Show.